The future is now. Finding the NOSO has never been easier. Subscribe to us on our new YouTube channel, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, and bookmark the new home for No Holds Barred, The Jenny Position, Wrestling War Zone, and all your favorite NOSO podcasts at NorthSouthConnection.com. It's New Year, New NOSO, NorthSouthConnection.com. Now, to show our gratitude, we're not going to be like the other guys and jerk you around and bullshit you. We're going to tell you the truth. Shane Douglas is the man who ignites the new flame of the sport of professional wrestling. The era of the franchise. The era of the ECW. And the franchise, Shane Douglas. Well, you want the lowdown on professional wrestling, get it right here at this podcast, Extreme Three-Way Dance. So Connection, welcome back to the most extreme menage a trois violence you'll ever experience on the Extreme Through Dance podcast. As you can see and here I am JT, joined by Jenny and Matt. How are you guys doing? Feeling extremely extreme. excited. As always. As, always. Mm. Yeah. As ever. Ah. Here we are. Available to you in video and audio form on video on our YouTube channel, North South Connection. And of course on our podcatcher applications, any of them out there. Carry the North-South Connection, of course. Or just go to northsouthconnection.com where you can find video, audio of every podcast. We do. On this show here, we are going through the history of ECW. We started in February 1994. We are at the very tail end of 1997. So we are closing in, uh, passing the halfway point of ECW history, which is pretty cool. Um, so That's tonight insane. we have three weeks of television. And we're going to end tonight on the doorstep of November to Remember, which we'll cover in our next episode. So... Excited about that. We really loved our last set of TV that we covered. Uh, there were some great episodes. And um, we felt coming out of that last one like, oh, we're ready for November to remember. And the question we had was, will this next batch of TV keep it, keep the fire burning, or are we going to kind of taper down and enter a little more coolly than we would have if we would have went right in? So let's see how it plays out. November 15th, 1997. I'll say also this is our first episode of t- TV post-Montreal now. Ah. So the wrestling landscape has changed mm-hmm. dramatically. And one of our main ECW players was heavily involved in that. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how that leaks into ECW as well. But this is our first episode um, from that. All right, let's open up with Chris Chetty, the rookie, taking on Just Incredible. We open cold in the match. Chetty hooks a sleeper. Credible breaks it with a jawbreaker. Hits an enziguri. The crowd's all over Credible as he lays in some chops. He misses a dive to the corner. Chetty kicks him to the floor. Chetty hits a baseball slide to head back in. Chetty shoots Credible hard to the corner. Hits a leg drop for two. 
Joey says, Credible is the most rapidly improving youngster in wrestling as he dodges a top rope leg drop. Chetty slips out of that's incredible. Hits a tiger bomb for two. Chetty slams Credible. Joey says, someday this match is going to headline a pay-per-view. Credible dodges the springboard moonsault and finishes with that's incredible. Fun match from what we saw. Had a good pace, but it was... I don't want to say it was clipped. It was just kind of all, like, it was quick, I guess. Credible mm-hmm. stays hot. is pushed as engaged. Chetty looked good. I didn't grade this. I, I just, again, it was, it seemed more like a highlight thing than like an actual match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a good way to get Credible back over after his loss to Sasuke. Um, we have a post-match we'll talk about in a second. But what do you think of the match itself, Matt, from what we saw? Yeah, I mean, what we saw looked pretty good. Uh, Credible looked good again. Uh, Chetty looked good as always. Uh I'm kind of wondering if they're ever going to do anything more with Chetty because he's looked pretty good in what we've seen from him. So I don't know. Is he just going to be kind of like a jobber to the stars type of thing for a while? Or is he eventually going to, you know, take another like a next step up? Looks sort of like a spike or something like that. Or Mikey, Stevie. Like we kind of see all these guys, right, where they were like just kind of nobodies for a while and then developed a character and got a push. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I I didn't rate it either. But what we saw of this was uh, pretty good, Jenny. Well about the rating I mean it seemed like a pretty decent squash match to me like Chetty's pretty fun um agreed he needs some a little baby push um but then I, I go to the sheet and I'm gonna give my squash match rating and there's like no rating I'm like we're not rating this as squ- I, I I guess I just didn't really like See, I don't know. It felt like it a felt more. Like, I don't know. I know it wasn't clipped, but it felt clipped. It was weird. I, mean, I guess that was just it. I don't know. It was. Sh- it was short. I mean, yeah, it was, it it was like two like... minutes. You know, I don't know. I couldn't. Well, I mean, tell I've rated like, like eighteen thousand EC. <laughs> I guess exactly it felt more like clipped that. to me. All right, we'll give it a. I don't know, one and a half. <laughs> two. We've done it. <laughs> <laughs> give y'all shit. Like it's a strong squash match for Mister Incredible. Laying into us over the grave. Uh, I got. I got to keep the spreadsheet. All right. Truthful. Mm-hmm. Oh um, look, at least you guys fill it in. We had Damato here. Just nothing. nothing. Yeah, he didn't give a <laughs> shit about any of that. Uh, did we talk about the Jason part? No, let's get to that now. Jason okay, gets in the ring. He demands Chetty get tossed in the ring. Credible crotch chops, and Joey says he doesn't get it. Uh, Jason takes his shirt off. He tells Credible he can leave, and he has something to do. He bitches about Chetty getting out. Oh, uh, getting Chetty out of the ring. Joey in the nest says, Credible beat Great Sasuke, eats by Chetty, and then throws it back to the ring. Jason says he's too good to be managing, and that of the 30 guys in the locker room, there are only five that can actually wrestle, and he's one of them. And he's pissed off. And he challenges anyone to come out and wrestle him here tonight in a street fight. And out come the Blue Media Nova to a pop. It has been a minute, but they're still over. They get a big pop when they come out. Uh, they do the double Fargo strut. They dance around as Jason's chuckling. Jason said he wanted an athlete for a street fight. And Meany says these are his street clothes. He's got the <laughs> usual uh, clothes on. I'm just going to talk about the match quick, and then you can get, recap the whole thing. So we get into it. Blue Meany versus Jason. Jason breaks clean off a lockup. He plays with Meany's belly. He takes Meany down and slaps him around and bails to the ropes. Jason keeps Meany at bay, slaps him around, and poses. Meany claws at Jason's balls and rolls him up for the win. A comedy <laughs> match, I guess. It's payback for Jason's antics, and it's it's Meany, so it's Meany. Like they've seemed really out 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 of the picture with uh, Richards gone and the BWO kind of dead. Uh, so we'll see if they're going to do something different. I mean, him and Nova still palling around. So we'll see if it goes anywhere. Uh, quarter star for this squash, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, I was like, y'all rated this? Y'all didn't match. rate the legit match? Look, if you match. want us to be logical, you've come to the wrong place. Never, never. Please don't. 
Um, I, I love Jason in this, like all of this, like really fun. And cause at first I'm like, oh, I see we're going to have this filler for three episodes until November to remember, but I ended up kind of getting into it. Uh, I like Jason. I always like, I don't know. He's fun. And him saying that he was one of the five people who could actually wrestle in the locker room was highly, <laughs> highly amusing. Um, I did kind of want to see a little bit of a match. I'm not going to lie. I've always been curious about Jason. I've always said it since the beginning. Like, he's like, he's a, he, he's a dude that looks like he could probably wrestle. Why hasn't he not wrestled? Um, I, I will continue to ask that question because he got his balls crushed in this by a meanie. Um, I think I ended up doing a NA on this one, Matt. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wasn't expecting Meanie to come out <laughs> when Jason uh, made the challenge. I, <laughs> yeah, that was I out thought, of nowhere. I felt like fucking New Jack or something was going to come out and just <laughs> beat the shit out of him in th- for 30 seconds or something like that. Yeah, definitely very random. And I mean, I ended up going zero on the match just because it was like 30 seconds. I mean, it wasn't as bad as a zero. Don't you give me that look, Jenny. I saw that. <laughs> It wasn't as bad as like a zero usually is, but it was like 30 seconds long. So the the one move of the match was a nut lock. I mean, like, how, am I supposed a to, nut lock. how am I supposed to rate that? Well, zero. We'll see if Mini Six are out anymore. How we now get our opening animation. We go to the nest. Joey's hyping up the show. Any CW wrestling as a whole. He reminds us November. Remember, comes up on November 30th in Pittsburgh on pay-per-view. He runs down that. Rick Rude's in the ring. He gets a bunch of you sold out. You fuck China chance. He gives a full <laughs> intro for our world champion, Bam Bam Bigelow. We then get highlights of Bigelow's warpath as champion as he hits the ring. But he's attacked by Candido and Storm and with a chair in the aisle. Rude fends them off and checks on Bigelow, who is hurting. Joey in the nest says Bigelow. Is up. He's angry. He's bleeding and refuses to go to the hospital. He just wants to get stitched up in the building. Lance Wright comes in. He says he's going to scoop from Connecticut. Bigelow's in the locker room getting 18 stitches. No painkillers or Novocaine. And he's pissed off. And he's going to have words for triple threat. And that is the right information. Uh, Jenny, what did you think of this attack? Um, looks like Rude's still here. But again, I think this is all recorded pre-Montreal. So they're just burning it off. Mm-hmm. We'll see what the po- mm-hmm. first post-Montreal brings us. Um, but what did you think of this? It looked like Montreal really took a toll on on Rick Root because he's like in a Nike <laughs> loungewear. Like, what is this? It's pajamas? Uh, I don't know. Um, and his hat looks like he's not having a good hair day. The beard's still on point. But he looks haggard. He looks worn <laughs> out. Uh, so, um, the attack was really good. And I fully believe that Bigelow was just getting stitched up in the back and like taking a, you know, a drink to, to numb the pain and refusing any other painkillers. Yeah, the the attack was really well done, but uh, my question is, how the fuck is Lance Wright getting all these goddamn scoops? Yeah. He's a, he supposedly like works for the WWF. He's Who's getting ears and eyes everywhere, scoop? Matt. Ears and oh. eyes everywhere. Oh. Like, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> The uh, Taz is backstage. Says later tonight we'll see him and Dreamer take on RVD and Sabu, and that is a problem because Tommy probably would have picked Sandman, but he got burned and he can't wrestle, drink, smoke, or fall asleep in the ring tonight. So Taz <laughs> never said he wanted to be Tommy's partner. He doesn't like Tommy, but it's his lucky night because he hates Sabu and RVD more than he hates Tommy. So if Tommy slips up, though, he will choke him out. 
He can't wait to fight Sabu. He loves it. And he owes RVD, the karate kid, a receipt. And it comes tonight. He's the ECW TV champion. His accolades are a shoot. If the Pitbulls show up, he'll drop them. He'll drop whatever he's doing and bring the fight to them and kick the living shit out of both of them by himself. And Wright will get it too. He did not forget about the Pitbulls, Matt. Uh, him calling RVD the karate kid popped me. <laughs> it's it's such a perfect insult that I hadn't thought of, and quite frankly, I'm a little ashamed that I didn't think of it. But it's it's just so perfect. It's it's so good. Uh, him going after Sandman out of nowhere, like it's just it's fantastic. Uh, I I think he's gonna kill the pit bulls, and uh, I'm gonna say it every episode until it happens. I hope he kills Lance Wright, Jenny. <laughs> I I too wish death upon Lance Wright. <laughs> This is when y'all tell me, oh, he really died in real life and it was very tragic. No, no, no. Like I don't know where he is today. He's probably doing a okay. podcast somewhere. Probably. <laughs> he should be. Let's get him on. Um, yeah. Again, like, this is good. Good stuff from <laughs> from Taz. I, You know, he he's so petty, though. He's just like, I don't like you, Tommy Dreamer, but I just hate Sabu more. Like, okay. As good a reason as any, I guess. Um, I don't know. He really nails his promos with, with his ending tagline. So Get He's it over. He's doing it for me. Yep. yep. All right. Lance writes backstage. He said, Rude told me he has a lawsuit against Shen Douglas for his actions last year. And Mommy's lawyer says he shouldn't interview Douglas or Styles is going to do it. And he tells Joey to say hi to Francine for him. Douglas and Francine head to the ring. The crowd is all over her to show her tits as always, but she ain't going there. Shane calls her morons and says thanks for the new triple threat and their prospect Lance Storm. They made Bigelow more cooperative. So tonight he can walk the aisle, stitches and all, and cooperate to do the job. But it's not going to be like Lawrence Taylor or Chemo. This will be at the hands of Shane Douglas, and he'll kick his ass and get his belt back. Leave the city. Go to the city where a pay-per-view should be held in Pittsburgh. Fans that don't call themselves smart marks. Rick Rue's music hits. He comes out and says everyone can see he's beltless. And a sidekick told him Shane was ballless as well. And if his dick was an inch shorter, he'd have a wart on his ass, and it could have just been pillow talk. We get a little dick chant. Rude gets in the ring. He dare Shane to fuck with him. Candido and Storm are out. They back Rude to the corner as Francine is talking shit, but Bigelow is out to clean house before they attack. He wrecks shop and leaves Storm dead with the greetings from Asbury Park. And Joey says, Bam Bam is indestructible, Jenny. Um, pretty good segment. I, you know, adds more heat. Trying to keep Douglas and Bigelow apart a bit, but still, mm-hmm. as we talked about, the last episode had that great promo. Could have been a good end point, but mm-hmm. we got to find stuff to keep us moving to November. Remember, we do, and and you know, I really hated how we had to drag it out when we were building up to barely legal. This is working for me. Like mm-hmm. Shane still still has this. He's not beating it to death yet, is my point, because he mm-hmm. can do that at times. But I'm still with him on this. Uh, Francine's still up in her game every week. Um, and I just think he's legit on fire. Like, I don't care. I want to see him cut these promos, like, every week. Yeah, uh, another really well done segment. Uh, it, it keeps it puts more heat on uh, the pay per view, which, like you said, I think they need to do after that last segment. You know, we were kind of talking about on the last episode: Are they going to find ways to do it, or are we just going to have right. like filler stuff? I mean, is it the best way? No, but it's damn entertaining. I think so. I, I think this was really uh, a really fun segment. Uh, Rick Rude continues to be great in this role where he's just continuing to fuck with the franchise. And yeah, it's, it's just great stuff. 
To the ring we go for our big-time tag match, and that is Tommy Dreamer and Taz taking on Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Been brewing for a while. We'll see if Taz and Tommy can coexist. We start with a big brawl from all six as the whistle's blowing. Sabu pelts Tommy with a slingshot leg drop. Taz and RVD brawl outside. Tommy catches Sabu on a cross body, sends him flying with a fallaway slam. Taz comes in and barks at Tommy, who's hobbling in his boot. That allows RVD to attack Taz. Tommy and Sabu fight outside as RVD peppers Taz with kicks. Van Dam gets a monkey flip and heads up top. He nails a frog splash almost all the way across the ring for two. RVD keeps kicking away but misses a spin heel kick, and Taz folds him with a head and arm Taz flex. Sabu comes in and stares down Taz. They start throwing down. Sabu drop kicks his ankle, but Taz grabs a Taz mission. Sabu kicks low and hits a slingshot kick for two. RVD and Tommy battle outside as Taz crunches Sabu with a Tiger German. We go to the floor where Tommy and Taz work together to beat on Sabu until RVD flies into them with somersault senton. RVD crotches Tommy in the railing as Taz comes over to help. Taz crotches RVD on the rail now, and Sabu barrels to all three guys with an acai moonsault just at a crazy spot. Tommy, Sabu, and RVD fall into the fans as Taz crawls back inside and recovers. RVD is in first, and he and Sabu get a rolling thunder combo for two, but Tommy saves. Sabu and RVD hit stereo slingshot kicks as they control. Sabu gets a Rana on Tommy, but Taz sprints over and hooks to Taz's mission and releases, and RVD leg drops Sabu by accident. Tommy and Taz both hook Taz's missions on both guys. Taz releases the hold on Sabu because he sees the pit bulls in right. He bails out and fights through the crowd, as he promised. Tommy puts RVD and Sabu in a double tree of woe and hits him with baseball slide chair drop kicks for two. Tommy tries a double DDT, but he gets shoved back into the chair. RVD and Sabu try a leg drop, but Tommy moves. He ties RVD in the ropes and grabs a chair, but Fonzie trips him. Beulah comes to the ring. We get a pop as her and Fonzie circle around. Sabu clotheslines Beulah, and Fonzie keeps bouncing her head off the bottom turnbuckle. Tommy makes a save, but RVD cuts him down and slaps him. Sabu grabs a table and sets it up as they put Tommy on it. They head up for double leg drops. Tommy dodges, and they crash through the table. Tommy lays them both on the shards, but Fonzie smashes him in the heel with the chair. Sabu and RVD rip off the boot, but Tommy hops through an enziguri. DDT's Raven on the chair. And, I mean, Raven. <laughs> <Freudian fan>. uh, <laughs> DDT's RVD on the chair to win. RVD and Sabu beat up Tommy as the crowd chants for Sandman. Sabu is like, I think it was like uh, Billy Madison, just, just zoned out there. Locked in. Um, Sabu grabs the chair, slams the hard into Tommy's head. Tommy crutch, crumbles and twitches. They start to beat on the ankle with a chair. RVD pins Tommy's foot under the table. Sabu sets it up to burn him with a fireball, but the lights go out. Sabu throws the fire in the dark. And when the lights come on, Sandman is standing on a ladder with a beer. Everyone clears out. Sabu stalks Sandman with a chair as we fade on the episode. Great stuff. Uh, this is a red-hot tag match with a wonderful heat and frantic pace. Uh, had some big spots and good storytelling with Tommy's boot, plus Taz bailing for the pit bulls, as he promised. It just all works so cohesively, despite the madness. I don't know how they pulled it off all the time. Uh, the post-match attack was great with Sandman's big return and Tommy's foot being mauled. RVD and Sabu continue to be lethal, even when they lose matches. I went three and a half stars. Uh, just a really good tag match to close this out, Matt. Yeah, uh, I went three and a quarter on it. Just a really fun tag match here. Uh, RVD dive, just both guys really, RVD and Sabu, just diving onto everyone through the entire match. I thought it was great. Just nonstop action, no wasted movement really from anybody. Uh, I, I thought the uh, the double leg drop through a table was sick. Another sick Fonzie chair shot to his foot. Stop going after his damn foot. It hurts. Stop it. <laughs> you don't have to do that. 
Uh, the DDT to RVD was fantastic. I just love RVD selling the DDT. It always looks great. Um, kind of surprised that uh, Dreamer was able to overcome the odds and win. Like I thought for sure once Taz left that RVD and Sabu were just going to kind of crush him and win. But It was good though too because Tommy always loses. <laughs> like, right. No. So it was, like winning it, that match was cool. It was actually a surprise. Like that's said, why like I was surprised. Yeah, it was the shock. <laughs> usually, usually that's a spot where Dreamer loses. So I thought that was, uh, that was really well done. So uh, the post match I thought was good. Uh, them chucking the ladder into Dreamer's face. Good God. Just brutal brutal stuff and uh good to see sandman back finally so uh good stuff all around here three and a quarter jenny <sighs> this match was a lot it was a lot um sabu in his what grass green um he's in a green phase i'm noticing anyway um i really like the opening like taz and uh sabu um segments and then the from the air van dam <laughs> All the way till the end, nonstop. Mm -hmm. Just like everybody just balling out. Um, Sabu does that moonsault. Um, poor Dreamer's balls. He never. He <laughs> it's either it's one body part or the other with this guy. Like they they just destroy him. Um, but then he does the double tree of woe, puts the chair up there, and going to try to hobble and limp and dive into the chair. I'm like boy, your foot don't work. <laughs> <laughs> he still did it. I'm like, God, it's crazy. The guts on Tommy Dreamer. Um, the tripping spot they did again um, pissed me off. Like, fuck you, Fonzie. Fuck off forever. Um, Sabu clotheslines Beulah. <laughs> then, then they attack her. And then Sabu, like, grabs her leg. And he's, like, <laughs> pulling. And Fonzie goes for, like, a choke. On Beulah, and he's just like kind of doing this number with Beulah's leg. I'm like, what is Sabu does not know how to wrestle a woman? I guess like that shit was Probably funny. For the best. I yeah. guess, but it was just it was funny. Um, I loved Tommy sitting up off the table, mm -hmm. um, and the crash through the table. So great. I mean, Jesus Christ, and it just kept going on and on um, until Tommy. I had a feeling he was going to win this one. But when Tommy wins big matches, he he sometimes gets real fucked up afterwards, and that yes. exactly mm -hmm. happened to That's him. That's usually it, yeah. He uh, loses so, or he wins and gets his ass kicked. Yeah, so I was so happy for the win that I was like, oh, God, what potty, body part are they going to fuck up this time? And they went with this face uh, <laughs> with the fucking ladder. Um, when Sandman showed up, that was, that was epic. You know, I kind of getting tired of the lights going out thing but mm -mm, it really worked here it always it works awesome. i mean i feel like anything we have we have problems with it just gets dismissed because the crowd is so good like into all of it it's yeah, like yeah. The, it, the it works bad ref the lights out like the dodi f thing I, it's like it's mm. whatever it works yeah <laughs> it works like, yeah Sabu diabolical. His ass is about to set Tommy's foot on fire. Yeah, yeah. Like, he does not give two <laughs> shits anymore. Like yeah. we're done. He's him he and RVD are like completely crazy. just. Yep. Yes. It's like when you think of like nasty diabolical heel teams, they never get brought up, but they're no. they're fucked up. They just they're yeah. shit. Yeah. No. Yeah. Super underrated. <laughs> All right. The cliffhanger Awards. too. Like we do. shit. We get a clip for it. Oh my so, god. All right. Best match uh, was obviously. What we just talked about, the tag yes. main event. Yep. 
worst match, Jason and Meanie, based on yep. our star ratings that we gave to all the matches. Right, <laughs> we did. Uh, sure. Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, best moment, I went with Bigelow murdering Storm and Sandman returning. Those are the two best. Uh, I, I went with Sandman. Oh, yeah, gotta be Sandman. Uh, most 90s, and with Rude's the Nike sweatsuit. That he broke oh, out. my God, yes. <laughs> yep. yep. That was glorious. Uh, rising, credible, Candido and Storm, Taz, Bigelow. Sandman. Well, he hasn't done anything yet. Sure he has. He showed up and climbed a ladder. That's something. That was awesome. Uh, stock falling with Jason and Shane's poor penis. It just takes a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Aww. It's the most, like, shit-on thing at ECW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, final grade, 7 out of 10. I think we keep our hot streak going. This is another really strong episode. It's like, like we haven't lost the momentum yet with two to go for till November to remember. I'm right there with you. Seven. I'm going to do seven and a half. All right. All right. November 22nd, 1997. We open a clips of last week's episode, and then we pick up where we left off with the show went off the air. Sandman on the ladder. Sabu stalks behind him and just dumps him off it, uh, which is a funny <laughs> spot. All four guys battle in the ring, including some stiff ladder shots. Sandman puts Sabu through a table on a big bump and a huge pop, and then Sandman stands tall on the ladder with the cane. Was this a good follow-up, Jenny, to the, the cliffhanger you mentioned? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It was, oh god. Um, Sandman going through the table. Oh, I, I miss it. And he looks good. Like, he, yeah. it looks, mm-hmm. did he lose some weight or something? Yeah, I noticed that too. He looks like yeah. he's in better shape, for sure. Yeah. Well, he's had um, that little bit of time off, so maybe he was... Yeah, yeah, yeah I was thinking, because he was up. looking a little thick um, last time we saw yeah. him, so... Um, maybe maybe he did, like, no drink, face, no drink really. November, maybe, or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I doubt that. <laughs> Light bear only. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we get our opening animation. Joey's in the nest. He says the Sabu, Sandman, Tables and Ladders match is locked in for November to remember. Holy shit. Good Joey job. talks about their history. We get a clip of Sabu's ECW journey being brought back by Paulie publicly. Joey says how that affected Sandman. He says Taz will also defending as Pitbull 2, a tag team a tag team title four-way dance of death. As the FBI defending against the Dudleys, the Gangstonators, and Balls and Axel. RVD will take on Tommy Dream in a flag match with the Dirty F flag versus ECW flag. And Douglas versus Bigelow for the world title, all in November to remember. Douglas and Francine are backstage. Shane says he'll remind Bigelow why he shouldn't have turned his back. The loss has lit a fire under the ass of the franchise. He'll give a great performance at Pittsburgh, one that will be talked about for years to come. He can take an ass beating, and he can take a loss. But Bigelow is now a mental chess game. And Bigelow, are you prepared to win or lose? A pretty straightforward promo. Uh, Matt here, any thoughts, though? Yeah, uh, not much. Fairly standard stuff. We just keep... Uh, building and building more towards the, it feels like they're kind of trying to uh, make this Shane Bam Bam rematch kind of like an epic like it yeah. feels like that's what they're going for at the pay-per-view right. and I think so far it's worked pretty well so I would say that they have succeeded in that like it's it's pretty fucking hot like it, it's hard when you've gone through like Tommy Dreamer versus Raven just like this classic shit and I feel like they're still keeping that same quality. Like when they ramp up, they really ramp up and yeah. everybody's all in. Yeah. And, and they are building to that. But I, I think it's a good choice because we didn't see much of it. It was a basically a squash because right. Shane was caught off guard. Right. So now the story mm-hmm. is yep. Shane's going to be prepared. It's a main event match. Can he can Bigelow beat him when Shane's ready? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. 
All right, November, remember, 95 highlights of Scorpio and Sandman dancing with Public Enemy. Then we get clips of Sandman's past November, remember, showings. His bounce back from this year's show after being burned by Sabu's fireball. Joey's dead in the nest. He says, Mike Lawler opened November, remember, 94 with the national anthem. And uh, Paul Lee did not like it. So he brought out 911 and they beat the crap out of the guy. Uh, this year, though, a world famous top shelf, mind blowing musician will play the anthem. It'll be like Jimi Hendrix level, but Paul won't let Joey reveal who it is. Do we have guesses? Man, Mount Rock. Uh, Jerry Waller. Jerry <laughs> Tom yeah. Waller. I don't know. The honky tonk man. I had no idea. Chris Cornell. This was his time, right? Yes. Mm. Y'all really right. don't know? No, I, I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Joey's in the nest. He takes us to our next match. We get a preview of November members' four-way dance, and that is Tracy Smothers, John Cronus, Axel Rotten, and Devon Dudley setting up our match. Four-way title match. And you know, when Tracy Smothers is around, mm. so are the FBI. That means it's time for our Italian lesson of the week. <laughs> and tonight's word, if you are so ready, is putanio. 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 Putanio is Italian for the type of establishment. That Bill Alfonso likes to frequent a brothel. Oh, a brothel. Oh, Tanyo, wow. I like that. Wow. Bill Alfonso said it to the Patanyo. <laughs> you didn't just call it a brothel, huh? No, mm. no. Called it a Patanyo. All right. So it, it's specifically brothel, not like strip club. I think it's a brothel, like okay, where mm. the Home Alone dad was when the Tony Soprano was talking right. about the first season. Right. Exactly. Right. I right. went. Directly right. to the Sopranos. Right. Yeah. All right. Match time. Big preview of November member. Each member, uh, one member of each team going at it. Elimination style. Gertner gives Devon his usual bombastic intro. Rich leads out Smothers. He keeps doing the dumb thing. Axel and his chair follow out. Cronus gets us going after a break. All four get into it, pairing off, throwing strikes. Cronus and Smothers head outside. They battle there as Axel throws Devon around the ring. They swap spots as Axel slams Devon's head through a table. Smothers and Cronus trade off into the ring. Devon slides in and attacks Cronus. He and Smothers work together. They dance, but Cronus wipes out Smothers. Axel returns. We get some teamwork with him and Cronus controlling. Guido shows up and takes out Axel and Cronus. Works with Smothers as the crowd is chanting for New Jack. Balls is in. Cleans house until Bubba and Dick show up and wipe everyone out with cutters and choke slams. Little Guido's in. He throws blows at Dick, who just stands there. Guido gives up and puts Dick's hand on his throat, and Dick chokes Sam's him. New Jack shows up, and a big brawl is on. Weapons are flying. Hype for November, remember. The crowd is rocking. We get weapons. We get blood. We get violence. The brawl is raging in and out of the ring. Pure chaos. Joey says Dick keeps coming at balls. They all fight in the aisle. Jack plays the guitar in the nest as Guido gets loaded on a table stack and held down. Bubba takes a hydraulic lift into the nest. <laughs> but Jack just hits up the guitar, and it goes right back down, which is really funny. Amazing. Amazing. New Jack then flies off the nest through Guido to a mega pop. Just a freaking madman. Fuck. 
Back of the ring, Cronus comes off the top, but right into a cutter from Bubba. Devon covers. The Gangstonators are done. It's funny that this is still going after that chaos in the aisle. <laughs> Axel and Balls smash Bubba and Dick with chairs, and then Balls mauls Devon with the Nutcracker Suite, and the Dudleys are eliminated. Axel then nails Smothers with the Italian flag, but Jeff Jones breaks up the count. He brawls with Finnegan. Molino comes in, and Rotten hits a big powerbomb, but Jeff Jones saves again, so Finnegan dropkicks Jones from behind to a big pop, and Axel wins the match with a slop drop. Just a big street fight to set up November Remember. Served its purpose in a way that no team had much of an advantage outside of Axel getting the win, which fits the story, how the division's been going. Axel balls have kind of been dominant of anyone, uh, but they keep getting screwed by uh, Jeff Jones. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, pretty funny. I thought that they went right back to elimination style right after the big pop, <laughs> but we did get the finish. Uh, the ref stuff is crazy. Uh, two and a half stars, Jenny. There was something about this match. Uh, I really liked it. I really liked it. I think that the preview idea for the match is fun. You know, one guy from each of our tag teams. Yeah. No one, everybody's going to get involved. Right. Um, but I, I think that's clever. I feel like we don't do that a whole lot much anymore. So, um, and then... I really enjoyed Smothers in this match in the beginning part before New Jack and his barrel of weapons comes out. <laughs> um, and I really enjoyed uh, Lil Guido's spot with Big Dick where he <laughs> kept trying to knock him down and then just said, here, <laughs> choke <laughs> me, Big him. Dick, is what he said. <laughs> um, I mean, that's that was great. It was really good. And then the forklift spot, fucking hilarious. New Jack just taking out Bubba Ray with that guitar. It was awesome. Um, and then the tables. Shit. Lil Guido got fucking demolished. I mean, it it was three and one quarter stars for me, Matt. I'm right there with you. I went three stars on this. I mean, just what did it for me is that, I mean, it, it was ultimately like the street fight brawl that we've seen a million times, but they did enough different stuff like yeah. with, with the lift, with the, the, mm -hmm. the, the choking and all that stuff where I think it was enough where it made it stand out more to me. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, we all expected that all the, uh, the rest of the teams, all the partners were going to come out and it was going to turn into complete chaos. But I think the chaos we saw was different enough. Like the stuff with the cherry picker was fantastic. That was so with, great. Uh, with the guitar, just unbelievable <laughs> stuff. And then you, I didn't mind the refs fight stuff here because I got a massive yeah. pop. The right. ref threw a damn <laughs> drop kick. When do you see that happen? So I, I thought that was uh, that was really well done. So yeah, uh, way more fun. Real creative. It was definitely a creative spot right. for sure. Super creative. I think I don't know. Yeah. I think I'm just getting desensitized to some of these brawl, these yeah. tag brawls. I think I've just seen so many. I get it. I get since it. Since we started, uh, it's just like, I just called this belt trash, you know, and like know. dismissed every. <laughs> it was fun, but I, I just think it's like you, once you kind of seen one, you've kind of seen them all. Yeah. But again, I get it. Yeah. Like the crowd yeah. freaking loves them and go nuts for them. So I get why why not do them? It's a it's yeah. a treat if you. If you went to these one shows and if you went to one of these shows and didn't get one, you'd probably right. be aggravated, oh, I'd right? Be so so it's like, right, whatever. But for right. me, like, all right, maybe it's because I'm writing all these notes about them, like, I'm just kind of done <laughs> right. with them, you know, like, all right, I've seen them a million times. That's definitely it. Yeah. All right, Sandman's backstage with a cigarette, talks about everything everyone says about Sabu. And if he's suicidal, then Sandman is Kevorkian. Mm. How about now? Hear, yeah, okay, good. There we go. 
Uh, anyway, that brings us to Pulp Fiction time. I feel like we haven't had one in a minute. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, been, a it's been a while. All right. Shane Douglas talks about the aftermath of losing his title and how the crippled man couldn't handle Francine, and it led to Bigelow taking the title. But Douglas will take the beating, get back up, and bring his belt back home in November to remember. Candido's rambling about competing at WrestleMania 12 as a tag team champion, the biggest pay per view, but this is the biggest pay per view he'll ever be part of, and he'll steal the show in November to remember. He'll show Storm how to follow in his footsteps as well. <laughs> Douglas is back talking about all the extreme measures that Vince McMahon went through to get the belt off the hitman. Now, one time, Michaels handed a belt to Douglas rather than lose, which seems to be a degenerate problem for Shawn Michaels these days. <laughs> Sam talks about his November to remember legacy, including wearing a wetsuit, and this will be another big night for him. Bigelow talks himself up. Beulah's wrapping Tommy's foot, and he says he'll never take time off or listen to the doctors or go to hospitals. RVD has no loyalty. He doesn't care what kind of match they have. He's going to bust RVD up. Sam says nothing comes easy in ECW, and Sam Sabu won't go down without a fight. And they'll have to put him away after what he does. Shane says if WCW suits this game as an opportunity to step outside of Flair's shadow, he would have proven he was a franchise, but he didn't. Same with the WWF, where he went to prove he was a real main eventer and the franchise, but he was sent the title from a clown, said he got no chance, and being the franchise isn't just a nickname. If you take that name, you need to prove it. You can be a boy toy or a nature boy or a Bam Bam, but you have to prove yourself to be the franchise. Tommy says Terry Funk taught him how to fight for what he believes in, and that is ECW. Beulah promises she'll fuck up Fonzie if he tries to get involved in the match. Sandman talks about all his injuries and surgeries, but promises he'll put Sabu through the most violent match in pay-per-view history. Bigelow says he'll humiliate Shane in his own hometown. Shane tells Bigelow to save it. We all know his life story. He's a short, fat fuck, and Shane will educate him. Tommy talks about not being good at being phony or a liar and says his phone is ringing off the hook with offers from other promotions. But ECW is his home, and he's going to die here. In November, remember, it'll take an act of God to take out RVD. Uh, Candido gives a personal guarantee that if you buy it, remember his match alone is worth the money and will steal the show. Douglas says 15 years of frustration explodes at November. Remember, and this will be a once in a lifetime performance. There's no roadblocks in the way of having a classic battle. Sandman says he's politically incorrect and proud of it. This is a good uh, Pulp Fiction. It was good hype for November to remember. Again, I feel like for the third time, we've had like a good go home. Mm -hmm. Like, if we went home right after this, we'd, we'd be in good shape yep. for the pay-per-view. But we still got another yep. week of TV uh, with the way things fall. So, um, yeah, man, I, I thought it was a good series of promos and get you more hyped for the show. Yeah, a, a good Pulp Fiction, like always. Uh, Candido does his normal rambling thing. I think he said WrestleMania at one point, but who the fuck knows? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Dreamer's foot is absolutely disgusting. Uh, yep. I think it he, sure is. He needs to go back to the fucking doctor, and I th I think I now realize what Sean Kidd's means when he says he hates feet, because good God <laughs> almighty. Jesus God, get that checked out. Uh, and I thought the uh, the Shane Bam Bam back and forth was, re again, really well done. Just everything about this build. It's been simple, it's been basic, but it's been working really well. So, yeah, great stuff here, Jenny. Wow, it really was good. Um, Shane... Calling uh, recruit a crippled man <laughs> sure was a choice, um, but really great worked up promos by him uh, and Bam Bam and Candida really coked up more in his case. But um, Shane talking shit about Brett and Sean, pretty pretty much par for the course for him. But you know, timely I guess. Um, I love the Sandman stuff in this. Um, and is B Beulah like basically just a nurse for Tommy now? <laughs> like, 
she's like unwrapping his foot. I'm like, are you qualified? Like, what are you doing? And then I thought about it. I was like, well, she probably knows right. a lot of medical. A lot of home medical stuff. Right. Yeah. So I hope Beulah shows up uh, in a nurse outfit. Maybe. Oh, yeah. She'd be like the night nurse at this point. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, that foot was fucking gross, man. Um, Shane, Shane, when you let him go, I feel like this man could just talk to the wall. He just, he, at no, like, I just feel like he has these on a dime, like, dropped on a dime promos that are just go on and on. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's fascinating to me to listen to him. Um, more good shit from Tommy Dreamer. I really liked his use of the yeah. phone prop. Um, yeah, that was good. And, uh, it just needed a little bit more FBI, if I'm being honest. Yeah, we always need FBI. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, good point. All right. Uh, best match of the night was the only one we really had. That was a four-way. Yep. Mm -hmm. Best moment when New Jack's dive tied with the hydraulic Jesus. lift up and down. Everything New Jack did in the entranceway. Yeah, all that. Stock rising with Sandman, New Jack, Douglas, and I liked Finnegan in that brawl with the refs. That, that was... shit was so good. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, falling on with Rude. When I, I mean, I I think we must be done. I don't know. This is our first mention of Montreal. I, Pulp, Pulp I don't Fiction, know anymore. <laughs> yeah, Pulp Fiction was probably cut in after, so mm -hmm. that was that was fresh stuff that they did because that's the mm -hmm. first mention of Montreal we've had. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if we get full mention of Rude or not soon. But and then Jeff Jones just fucking everything up. Oh, also, <laughs> I enjoyed Beulah's uh, portion of the promo. Yeah, we don't get enough Beulah promos. No. I feel like. So maybe it's good. Maybe it's like. The little doses of what makes her work, you know. Mm. Well, I guess so. Uh, I went six out of ten. I think it's our worst one in a while, um, and it's still pretty good. But again, I think we're. I wish we peaked last week and went right into the pay per view, mm -hmm. and now it feels like we might come in a little bit lower. And we got one more to go. We'll see, but it feels mm. like we hit the hottest stretch already. I won't disagree with that, but also, I don't hate it as much as I did last time. Um, so I'm gonna do seven. I did six and a half on this. All right. Let's get to our last episode. November 29th, 1997. It's our go home for November to remember. And we cold open with Bubba Ray Dudley taking on Taz. Gertner is introducing the Dudleys. We're back in Queens. The crowd is hot. Taz marches out. As Joey says, ECW will return to Queens on December 26th. And lives could change in November to remember before that happens. We'll see. Big spot for Bubba. The TV title match on the doorstep of the big pay-per-view. Bubba attacks at the bellies all over the champion of hard strikes. Oliver Taz battering him in and out of the ring. Surprising start. Devon a dick pound Taz on the floor. The refs tell Bubba to stop or he'll get extra ref help. And out come excellent balls and referee shirts. With chairs, they clear out Devon a dick while Bubba is working over Taz. Bubba goes to look for his brothers and Taz hits him from behind. Beats him with stiff cross-face shots and then shrugs off some punches. <coughs> Excuse me. Folds him with a T-bone. Sets up a hard head and arm Taz flex, but Gertner breaks it up with some weak shots. Bubba tries a cutter, but Taz counters into his own cutter. Socks Gertner, buries him with a T-bone. Bubba attacks Taz, but Taz slips out of the Bubba bomb with a judo throw. Bubba tries a leapfrog, lands on Taz, but Taz pops up and chokes him out for the win. I thought Taz actually gave Bubba quite a bit here. Uh, but it always feels like when, not if, he's going to come back and wreck shop. Like, you just know it's coming. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a good showing for Bubba. Taz stands tall ahead of November, remember. And a good little TV title match with a great atmosphere. So I went two and a half stars, uh, Jenny. I, I thought it was perfectly fine for a TV match. 
Uh, I liked it a little bit more than you, um, but not by much. Um, I really liked <laughs> Joel's line. The only color more glorious than tie-dye is gold. Send out your champion. I was like, <laughs> this fucking guy. Um, but yeah, I ended up really liking this. Um, I really like <laughs> rotten balls coming out as refs. Um, and those Taz plexes were fucking sick. Um, Joel trying to fuck with Taz, also quite hilarious to me. Um, Joey calls him a, a big fat accordion uh, after the Taz flicks, which was fucking funny. And then Taz Mission, classic to win. A fun match and an awesome crowd, as usual, in this um, venue of ours that we've come to know as Studio B, I think. Maddie? Yeah, uh, fun little match here for sure. I went two and three quarter on it. Uh, that was mine, too. Uh, Gertner calling Bubba the Western Dudleyville Heritage Champion was fantastic. <laughs> just, just a fantastic line. So good. But yeah, I, I think this is kind of a situation where the match itself was probably worth like two, two and a half. But I feel like the crowd really helped us along. The crowd was so hot that I gave it a bit of a bump for it. Mm -hmm. And I, I wonder if that's going to stick with this with the Elks Lodge here. Because right. I, I just think the crowds have been so hot every time we've been here that it's really added a lot to yeah. these matches. Like, Agreed. it just, a, I mean, a, a basic two and a half match. I just think it added so much to it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it just, I, I thought it was a, a good TV match. But the crowd for me was the story. So I went, yep. uh, I went two and three quarter on it. All right. Taz grabs the mic. He says he was born and raised 20 minutes from here in Brooklyn, and on pay-per-view, he'll commit the most violent acts because he's credible and a machine, and it's from Brooklyn, and by himself, he'll show the world what a shoot is. What Bret Hart and Vince McMahon did was the shit they did They did was a shoot. Watch the pay-per-view and see what Taz does when he hurts someone just because he can. He is Taz, ECW champion, TV champion. The catchphrase is catching on. Beat me if you can. Survive if I let you. Mm -hmm. We get our opening animation to hype November to remember. Joey's in the ring in front of a wild Queens crowd. We cut to a Douglas and Francine music video. We come back. Douglas and Francine are in the ring. Francine's on crutches. So she's banged up. She's got oh, something shit. going on. Shane says, after the last time he was here, he wouldn't want to come back. And he's read every sheet and heard people saying Philly is a great wrestling city and how the great Bingo Hall Arena is and how it's a city of brotherly love. But Queens, New York, and the Elks Lodge and these fans put Philly to shame. We get a Philly sucks dick chant as Shane smirks. He says the fans are great, and New York has the best-looking women and the most intelligent men in a great building next to Pittsburgh in the Golden Dome. Mm -hmm. Shane tells Joey to stop perving on Francine. He shouts out WPTT in Pittsburgh, where they are 20 hours away from the biggest event in the city's history. He says they have to deal with this shit just to come home and take his belt back. Tomorrow night, he goes home and becomes the next ECW world champion. He says he's talking to the Pittsburgh fans who will put Queens to shame. And as Francine announced him as the winner and new champion, we cut to Paul Heyman narrating a Bam and Bigelow video package, hyping him up and recapping Rude's action. Says he was freelancing for the WWF in secret talks with WCW when Bigelow won. Um, and that's that. So a great promo from Shane has been on fire, setting up this dream match in his hometown. I like this challenging the Pittsburgh crowd to show up, right? He's basically mm -hmm. maybe trying to get, get them going a little bit, saying, hey, look, we want you to put Queen's shame at this pay-per-view. Do it. Um, so Jen, this, this is pretty good. It was very good. Um, just more greatness. And the last time uh, Shane was here, it, it did not go well for him. So this is a, a good way to fire back. And uh, boy, he's just amazing. He, he he just twists every single thing that he can to, to make himself look better. And he just, he's doing it really well for me. Um, 
Great stuff, Matt. Yeah, the the thing I really loved about this is how he had the Queen's New York crowd in the palm of his hand, and then eventually he just snaps his fingers and turns yeah. on him and says, mm-hmm. no, fuck you, you suck Pittsburgh's better. Pittsburgh's like, better. <laughs> I thought it was so great, just really well done. Shane's on fire right now. All right, Joey runs down the nest, uh, in the nest, runs down the card one more time for November. Remember, this is the biggest pay-per-view in history and the biggest event in ECW history. Call now and order. We go to Chris Candido backstage. He says he's 25 years old in the best shape of his life. He started in the ring at six. He's got 19 years of experience. He made his debut at 14. Travels around. All the smart fans grab him. Ask him about Masawa and Kabashi and Benoit and Flair and Guerrero and Malenko. And what about Sabu and RVD and Bigelow and Douglas and even Shawn Michaels, who steal the show? But in November, remember, the top of the card is Douglas against Bigelow. And the next day, they'll talk about Shane bringing back the title, but also talk about Candido stealing the show with a performance of lifetime. He guarantees he's the greatest performer in wrestling today and will establish himself as such. Every time you pay for an event, he'll steal it. November, remember, means a lot to him. The future of the business, he steals the show. It belongs to him. Matt, that was a really good Candido promo, given the hard sell. Yeah, I feel like this was the best uh, promo we've seen out of Candido, really, since yeah. he's been here. It was serious. It wasn't the fucking rambling nonsense we usually right. get out of him. It actually made sense. He, he actually had a point and made the point, which, again, is not a given, given his uh, his normal promo style. But, yeah, I thought this was this was really well done. And it, it, I think it kind of showed just how broken up he is, too, about the triple threat. Uh, kind of not being a thing anymore, save for maybe him and Storm. So, But, yeah, uh, just really well done. Great stuff out of Candido here, Jenny. Usually I just sort of brush off anything he says, like, because it sounds insane while he's saying it. Um, But he really drew me in on this one and toned it down and made points and had emotions. And um, all of that came across very well. Um, So, and knowing how good he is in the ring, there's a fair chance he could steal the show. I kind of believe this promo. So to me, great job. All right. Joey says, Candido versus Tommy Rogers, maybe the show stealer of the night. Tommy Rogers. I don't know where. Fantastic. Tommy Rogers. We'll see where that goes. Joey in the nest talks about born to be wired and how it happened before hardcore heaven and changed the lineup at the last minute. Could lightning strike twice here again with our main event. Sabu challenges Bam Bam Bigelow for the world title. We'll see if Sabu could do it again, just like he did back in August. Can Bigelow stay hot in Queens? Bigelow eases in. Sabu comes right at him with heavy blows and a splash in the corner. Bigelow tries to press slam, but Sabu slips down as the crowd is chanting for Sandman. Bigelow sits hard on Sabu, bails out, and dodges a baseball slide. Bigelow pushes through. He pounds on Sabu, throws a chair at the champ to slow him down. Sabu meets Bigelow with a baseball slide, knocks him into the crowd, and flies into him with air. Sabu Bigelow hammers away, throws Sabu back to ringside, puts him on a table that collapses under the weight. Sabu hits him with a slingshot leg drop anyway. Back inside, Bigelow powerbombs Sabu on a chair, heads up top, and misses the headbutt and falls on the chair. Sabu sets the chair up and hits a springboard leg drop, and they both scrap and tumble outside. Bigelow heads back in, but Sabu smacks him with a chair, goes up top, and crashes into Bigelow with another chair shot for two. Sandman's out with the balcony as we go to break. We come back. Bigelow's all over Sabu with a headbutt. He loads up the greetings from Asbury Park. But Van Dam saves with a dropkick and draws the disqualification. RVD and Sabu are all over the champ. A dreamer comes in to save. Sabu goes after the foot with a chair. Bigelow runs off Shane. Sandman comes in and RVD and Sabu bail out as Tommy's writhing in pain from his foot again. Pretty straightforward. It felt dialed back ahead of the pay-per-view. I guess it made mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. They had a couple big spots. Uh, Bigelow fits in well. I mean, it's it was good stuff, but just you could tell they weren't going like all in. 
Uh, the post-match brawl was a one last great hard sell for pay-per-view. So I went two and a half stars, Jenny. I did two and a half as well. Um, Sabu in his lime green, total green <laughs> phase. Um, and also, this man just does whatever. Like, I'm going to set up this. Okay, that didn't work the way I wanted to. Okay, I'm going to still just run that right back. Like, <laughs> it's amazing. He just... <laughs> He's going to get his shit in, regardless. Like, however it's going to go, it's going to go. And, you know, we've talked about those work botches before. It's just it's just a little Sabu quirk that I, it just pops me every time he does it. Um, and this was super fun uh, to watch uh, Bam Bam throw his ass around. Um, he missed that headbutt again. So that was... I don't know. I, I don't know if it's harder to watch when he connects or when he misses the headbutt. <laughs> Um, Sabu uh, murdering him with the chair off the top. Amazing. And then Sandman on the balcony. Uh, it, it's I don't I don't want to say it's missing something. It's just it was good. It was Yeah, it was good. Maybe mm-hmm. it could have used a touch more heat, but uh, it's splitting hairs at this point, Matt. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I went two and a half on it. Uh, perfectly fine match. Another uh, final, again, for the eighth time, hard sell for the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Except this is actually the go-home, so uh, finally. But yeah, it was fine. It's a cool match on paper, Bam Bam versus Sabu. And I, I thought it was uh, it was pretty well done. I mean, we, we kind of knew this was going to turn into a brawl. Like, I, I feel like we weren't going to... I wasn't expecting a DQ, but, you know, we were going to see, like, some sort of no contest or something. So it makes sense that, you know, it was some sort of schmozzy finish. And it it did felt like they were dialed back, but I mean, you got yeah. a pay-per-view coming up, so it makes sense. So yeah. Uh, two and a half for me. Yeah, it was, yeah it was fine. Yeah. All right. We wrap up with Van Damme and Sabu pissing on an ECW banner outside. Oh my Jesus. <laughs> or in the arena, I should say. RVD talks about the flag match and how Vince would love to have the day of flag flying. And Eric Bischoff calls him every day to come to WCW. If Tommy wins, he can have ECW do damn good business, but him and Sabu have bigger plans and they light the ECW flag on fire. And then we wrap up with our usual annual November rain hype video to sell the pay-per-view, which is always great. Um, uh, Maddie, thoughts on the pissing and the November rain? Uh, uh, Sabu almost lighting himself on fire when he burned the flag was something. He just had to throw the thing down and back up because I'm pretty sure he thought he was going to die doing that. So, but yeah, and the November rain highlight package is always fantastic. Yeah. So. The fucking annual dis- tradition. Yep. The fucking disrespect. I was highly offended. Um, pissing on the flag number one, spray painting it, and then setting the fucker on fire. Like, goddamn these bastards. <laughs> it's <laughs> you, I couldn't hate them anymore. So our buddy Marcus uh, was listening for a little bit. He said he did some digging, and the rumor was that Slash was supposed to play in November. Ooh. Remember, wow. Um, the rumor is either his agent pulled him, or there was never a real deal, and his Heyman kind of threw it out there to tease something. That's why I said, like, huh. no one's on the show. They don't. They, nothing happens. So, oh, great. If this was supposed to be it or not, I don't know. But um, <clears throat> Marcus pulled the notes for us. So thanks, bud. Thank yeah. All right, let's get to our awards. Uh, best match: Bigelow Sabu. Mm-hmm. I actually went Taz Dudley. Oh, actually, I did too. Taz Dudley. Uh, no, I think I had. I think no, I had Bigelow Sabu just a little head. Mm. Then I have Taz. I think I had them the same actually. Yeah, I had them both at two and a half. 
So I just like the title match better. Uh, so worst match yeah. for me was Taz Dudley. Opposite for you guys. Yep. Okay. Uh, best moment I went Shane's promo. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was really good. Um. Yeah. Most nineties, the November rain. Like, <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, stock rising. I went Taz and Candido, and I guess Bubba. He had a good night. Yeah, I would. Add, I would add Bubba for sure. Mm, yeah. Stock Sad. falling. I just want Tommy's foot. That poor thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's been Barely hanging hell. on there. It's been through hell. It's gangrene and shit. Get that shit kept. <laughs> All right, final grade, I went six and a half, just like the last episode. Again, it was really good. But, you know, I, I feel like, again, we peaked a couple yep. weeks ago. I think mm-hmm. it was tough timing for them to be this late in the month. I, just, I guess that's how the paper you schedule worked out. But yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It would have been the creative really peaked going in like two weeks. These last two were still very good, but it felt like we were really at our at our hottest point. Like if we went in after that. You know, one a couple weeks ago would have been like a great time to get in there, but um, they did a good job. It's not like it fell off the cliff. It just—I don't think right. we're going in as hot as we were then. Right. I'm—I'm I'm gonna do the six and a half as well. Um, I've, and it's—they've tightened it up. Like even with like two unnecessary mm-hmm. episodes, that's still like tremendous growth from what we saw right. from Barely Legal from the first pay-per-view to now. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I went six on it, but we peaked early. But really, though, the entire build has been really well done. So uh, I'll take a six. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the show. Um, we're yeah. going to get to it in two weeks. We'll be back with November. Remember, 97, our last pay-per-view, 97, our third and final one. A month from tonight, we will wrap up our 1997 calendar year. So before we know it, we're going to be another year, 1998. Looking forward to see how things progress there. So. Amazing. Check out everything. NorthSouthConnection.com is the home for all of our content, video, and audio. Just subscribe on YouTube to get all the video stuff, any podcast or app. Uh, it's all, a lot of it's pro wrestling based, including some stuff trickling in on Wednesdays with the Jenny Pollution as well. But check out everything we have to offer across the entire network. We really appreciate that. You can find us on social media as well. Um, we're all on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're on TikTok. We got some unique little content popping up there as well. Uh, and of course, our sister networks as well Place of Nation Wrestling Network and Place of Nation Pop Experience. We're all in and about those as well. So. Live your life to the extreme. Talk to you in two weeks. Remember to remember. Kissing on an ECW banner. November. So I'll be gone till November. Said I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl, yo, I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl, yo, I'll be gone till November. January, February, March, April, May. Girl, I can't stay. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. Don't give a kiss to my mother. I had to flip nothing and turn it into something. Hip hop turns to the future rock when I smash a pumpkin. Commit treason, then I have a reason to hunt you down. It's only right, it's rapid season. Yeah, you with the loud voice, posing like your top choice voice. I make the hearse out of your rules, Royce. Besides, I got my girl to remember, and I committed that I'll be back in November.
be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl you wanna be gone till November. January, February, March, April, May. I see you crying, but girl, I can't stay. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. December. Give a kiss to my mother. I know the hustle's hard, but we got an enterprise.